0: Hello there and welcome to another episode of Psychosis Recording. Uh, My name is Mervyn, I'm your host. I'm happy to bring you an episode today on on a happy topic called self-compassion. And I want to talk a little bit about compassion for people with psychosis and self-compassion for those of you who are experiencing psychosis. So that's a bit of a happier topic today. And I hope that... uh, it will put you in good spirits and find you in a good uh, frame of mind. I hope that you are well today. Also, um, I want to remind you that this is not a medical um, podcast. I have no medical qualifications. I'm just a compassionate voice speaking to you about compassion today and about self-kindness and what that can look like in your day-to-day life and what that can do for you Uh based on my own opinions about uh, people who are experiencing psychosis and what they can do for themselves when they demonstrate self-compassion, as well as what people can do for you who are in your social support network who demonstrate compassion for you as well. So that's what I want to talk about today. Uh, If you enjoy this podcast, I encourage you to go ahead and subscribe so that you don't miss any episodes. And more than that, if you would be willing to uh, write to me, please find my email address. It's psycho- psychosis at gmail.com. Please find that address in the comments section of this episode and please send me an email let me know your thoughts I'd love to know about look, I'd love to know more about uh, who you are as a listener and what it is you're looking to get out of this podcast so that I can um, tailor these episodes more to your interests and to your needs. Otherwise, I would just be an empty voice shouting into the wind, and that is not my goal. My goal is to be supportive and compassionate to you, the listener. And really, if you are somebody who's experiencing psychosis or who has recently experienced it, or if you're a lover, a loved one, or a caregiver of a person with psychosis, or if you're a lover of a person with psychosis, all of these, uh, you are my target audience, whether you're in any of these categories. So you're the people that I, you're the person that I want to be able to talk to and send my message to. Um, And that is hopefully uh, a message of positivity And enthusiasm and support, uh, and I hope that it will be helpful for you. Uh, Let me know. I'd love to hear your feedback. So to start off, my own little definition of self-compassion is um, sort of a mindful state or attitude or mentality of kindness towards yourself. And self-love and self, um, self-empathy, uh, if those are even words, um, but that's but that's what I wanted to start off by um, describing, is this state of feeling uh, towards yourself, where you show yourself empathy and kindness and love, and it's a mentality. Um, it's a set of emotions, but it's also it also has implications for your behavior and your actions toward yourself. So it's how you feel, it's also how you act, and it's also how you think about yourself in showing yourself kindness love, empathy, concern, patience. Um, So that's that's to talk a little bit about self-compassion. And the reason that I think it's important is because you might often get blindsided by your symptoms. And we've talked in the past about symptoms coming back. Uh, we've talked in the past about ex- the experience of symptoms and how horrific they can be. Um, now, in the event that you're experiencing those things or you're thinking about those things and you're distressed by them, I think that compassion is a very good antidote to those other um feelings of distress and being upset so what I'm trying to articulate is my own opinion which is that if you've got anxiety and upset and frustrations being caused by whether it's a relapse or it's an experience of uh, symptoms or it's a fear of the symptoms coming back even then one of the things that you can do to increase your well-being, in my opinion, is to increase the compassion that you experience. The care and compassion from others, which I'll talk about in a little bit um, for the perspective of loved ones and caregivers. And in some ways, very importantly, maybe more importantly, Compassion from yourself directed toward yourself. So that's what I'll talk about for the next few minutes. So what are some things that you can think to show yourself compassion? Well, one thing that I think that you should eliminate as soon as possible from your thinking is thoughts of self-criticism. Um... What I mean by that is we we are often running an internal narrative about ourselves um, in our thoughts, in our mind, and some of the things that we think about can be very critical, can be very focused on I should, I wish I would, um, very critical of who we are. And so that's so that's some of our thoughts, um, sort of tearing us down, instead of building us up. So replace, try to replace those thoughts with other thoughts, more positive thoughts about who you are as a person. Why you're a valuable person. Why do you have value? Why what? What is it about your experiences that are actually a benefit to those around you what is it about your um, challenges that could end up in the long run or in the short run for that matter benefiting being a benefit to other people and to yourself how could it how can your challenges today contribute to improving you as a person so so try to replace your critical self-thinking with thoughts of uh, encouragement for yourself. Positive thoughts. That's that's part of it. The other thing that you can do to show yourself self-compassion is related to your mood and your emotions. So that's so that's a little bit harder to control, I find, especially when uh, symptoms are what they are. And f- mood is uh, can be a very pervasive thing. It can be affected by the weather. It can be affected by the things that are happening to you. You could be in a state of... Uh, psychosis and your mood can be very, very difficult to control because it be, could be influenced by your thoughts and your beliefs that are um, at a disconnect from reality. You could be your mood could be influenced um, by hallucinations, auditory or visual that are distressing. I don't know. But what I do know is that anything that you can do, to control your mood, not to control your mood, to influence your mood in a positive way, should be something that you can. You should focus. Could be something that you could well benefit from focus on doing. That's why I talked about music um, last episode, because I find that um, choosing the right genre of music can really help to draw you out of a certain. Feeling of despair, and into a feeling of enjoyment and pleasantness. Um, the the other uh, the other thing that you can do for your emotions is social interaction. Social contact is so important, um, but that does get it that does get into a little bit more of the behavior side of things that I want to talk about. So in my opinion, the third thing that uh, that you can do to show yourself self-compassion is the, the activities that you do, the behavior that you engage in. So going out to social functions, being so kind to yourself by saying, I am worth Engaging in these social interactions, I'm worth going to that party. I'm worth it to go join that group of friends doing that activity. So behavior is is an important piece of self-compassion as well, in my opinion. Um, getting out there, putting your, making yourself vulnerable, and being kind to yourself in the face of possible failure, being. Forgiving of yourself when you don't always say the right thing in that social environment, in that social situation, or your social interaction maybe doesn't go quite as smoothly as what you had pictured, but being kind to yourself about that social interaction and giving yourself credit for even getting out there and trying. Um, so that's one one example. Uh, the other thing is just take care of yourself. Um, this is, this is hard. It's not, I understand, um, as I, uh, as I, am here just speaking to you, this is hard because, uh, I've lived it and I know how tough it can be to simply take care of yourself. Um do things do things for yourself take actions take steps that would be a kindness if you did them for somebody else but do them for yourself take the time to wash in a gentle and relaxing way take the time to do your hygiene in a gentle and a relaxing way take the time to do things that you enjoy and do them in a gentle and a relaxing way I even listen to the news now in a gentle and relaxing way because rather than cramming information down my throat like uh, being a consumer of information like a news junkie I make it into a pleasant and enjoyable activity and yeah I do tend to steer clear of some news that I find to be um, anxiety provoking and less, and less relaxing. So that's one other thing that I do for myself um, that's a step in the direction of self-compassion, and that is I avoid certain news um, sources and certain news topics that cause me anxiety that, that interfere with my relaxation. I do enjoy um, other things as well. Uh, let me know what you enjoy, that you find to be an activity that's compassionate toward yourself. I'd, I'd love to hear from you. I'd love to know some other examples of self-compassion. Uh, one of the interesting things that I never thought of before as compassion, is exercise in the gym. I always thought about this as just being like a severe punishment to your body, (laughs) with with the expected result being that your body will heal and eventually become stronger. Um, But one thing that I learned from observing people in the gym and from watching my friend and the way that he approaches working out was that you don't have to um, lift weights and strain to the maximum where you're hurting yourself. You shouldn't. And working out in the gym doesn't have to be about punishing yourself and about pushing yourself to a limp to break some limits. It can be an enjoyable, pleasant, and relaxing experience. And how much more likely um will you be to go back to the gym if you're if that's a place if that's a situation where you're kind to yourself so what i'm trying to say is pick situations to put yourself in where you know how to be kind, loving and compassionate to yourself and find situations where you're a little bit more hard on yourself than you could be and find a way to be a little bit more loving, kind and gentle to yourself in those situations. So that's my take on self-compassion. And the next thing that I want to talk about is more directed at caregivers and loved ones. And this is... Um, this is the idea of the power of your compassion directed at the individual experiencing psychosis Um, I've seen firsthand the impact that compassion can have on individuals experiencing psychosis so I want to talk a little bit about what it can look like and what what you can expect Um, the impact to be in my opinion of showing compassion to someone who's recovering from psychosis or who's been experiencing psychosis and I want to remind you that because early intervention is so important with psychosis that obviously you should consult um, medical professionals first Um, but having done that Here's some, here's, some, um, here's some things that I think you can do in my own opinion that I think would be very healthy and helpful for the individual experiencing psychosis, living through it or recovering from it. Um, so the first thing is keep your criticism to a minimum. Um, the reason for that is... Uh, I suspect the person's already self-critical enough. Um, sometimes guilt can be an extremely strong emotion for somebody experiencing psychosis, for whether it's for things that they've done or for things that they fear that they've done uh, as a matter of their delusions. Um, so because of that, keep your criticism to a minimum remember that whatever you reflect back on that person experiencing psychosis can become amplified in their mind due to their disconnect from reality. Um, so amplify so, so reflect back on them care and love and compassion instead of criticism as a way of mitigating the guilt that they might feel as a way of mitigating the self-destructive, narrative that they might be going through. And this is particularly important both during psychosis and during the recovery from psychosis. I think you can't really put a number on how many months or weeks or months it takes um, to recover from psychosis, but from what I understand, it's usually... A matter of years, not a matter of months. So, um, so this advice is particularly relevant, even if you think that uh, the person is recovered from psychosis and you want to criticize them for certain activities or lack of action. um, You might bear in mind that they're still in a recovery phase, if that is in fact what you've been advised. And that criticism is not a healthy um, response for that individual uh, under some circumstances. And so compassion should be the default um, emotion. And I can imagine that that's probably fairly frustrating, especially in the face of what they call the negative symptoms of uh, psychosis, which involve a lack of motivation, a lack of affect, um, social withdrawal. It could, be, it could become very easy to criticize somebody for demonstrating some of these um, uh, uh, in, inactive characteristics. Um, but instead, I would recommend that you respond with kindness and with warmth and with a fair understanding of what it is the person going through. I think that'll be much more healthy for the individual experiencing psychosis, living through it, and I think it'll create a much healthier dynamic, whether it's in the home or um, in the relationship as friends or with extended family and so on. So I would be very interested to hear from you if you have other ideas about how beyond criticism... And beyond the obvious things, acts of kindness and love and affection that can be shown to a person who is experiencing psychosis, beyond those things, if you have any other ideas, please feel free to email me. Uh, I'd love to hear from you, and um, I'd love to inform my thinking and develop it further on on this topic. Um, And as a matter of fact, I'm just going to wrap it up there. So I wish you all the best, and I hope that you are well.